101.9 Kello FM, your home for the holidays. So there's a lot of artists that you're hearing right now on the station that you're maybe not used to hearing all the time. Andy Williams, Etta James, you get it, Nat King Cole too. But there's one that transcends genres, Blues Brothers. You know her from there. She played the waitress in the uh, cafe there. And, well, that's just a small part of what encompasses the life of Aretha Franklin. But her music is coming back to life in the Sioux Empire next Saturday. It's called Aretha. Give me the full title one more time. Aretha Tribute. Aretha Attribute. That voice you heard right there, that sultry, dulcet tone, Thomas Fortner, the assistant conductor of the South Dakota Symphony, is sitting down with me right now telling me a little bit more about that show coming to the Washington Pavilion next Saturday. Now, uh, let's go off a of baseline. Tell me about the show, Aretha Attribute. Well, this is a show that's been touring the States um, featuring the artists Carpathia Jenkins and Ryan Shaw, who are both uh, Broadway superstars in their own right, and it's a tribute to Aretha and especially to soul music in general. Because you might get lost in the title when you hear Aretha, a tribute. You think, okay, it's just going to be Aretha Franklin's music, which is great, but you've told me it's it's way more than that. It's kind of almost honoring the entire Motown soul era she was in, right? That's right, yeah. It's, it's um, honoring the entire cultural phenomenon of that music in that time. Now, you mentioned someone's name when we brought up the show. That'd be uh, Capathia Jenkins. Can you tell me a little bit more about her? Because you might not have heard her name before, but odds are you've probably heard her voice. You've probably heard her voice. You've probably seen her on, on TV. Um, recently, she's been featured on Broadway uh, as a leading part in Newsies. Um, she's been on Godspell. Uh, she's also been on Law and & Order and 30 Rock. So uh, she's one of the leading singers and vocalists and one of the people that if you, if you need to cast somebody who can sing like that and act and really own the stage and really own the screen, you go to, to Capathia. And there are very few voices that I can think of today in modern music that can achieve what Aretha achieved. I mean, when you think of iconic voices, there's a list of about 10 that come to my mind. Hers was so unique, and it still continues to be unique. So to be singled out like Capathia has been to to honor Aretha in that role, that that's that's saying a lot about her. It's a big deal, yeah. That's saying a whole lot about her. Now, she's not the only person you brought in. There's another musician, artist coming in, too. His name is Ryan Shaw, and he has had some Grammy noms in his past. Yes, he's got three Grammy nominations. Um, Ryan is going to be double-billed, so it's it's equally he's equally important in this show. Um, let's see, he's been... Recently been played uh, Judas at the Lyric Opera and Jesus Christ Superstar. Lyric Opera of Chicago, that is. Um, he sang with Van Halen and Joss Stone, John Legend, B.B. King, just to name a few people. Um, yeah, he's he's also really incredible singer. And both of these artists, Capathia and Ryan, have been with countless symphonies i mean i i have a list in front of me i'm not going to rattle it off because you don't need to know all this but any major symphony you can think of in any major market major city in this country odds are one of them or both have been a part of it and yeah. that's why i think we're fortunate to have them right here in sioux falls right? we're really lucky yeah now when we go to aretha attribute and that's next saturday the 20th what can i expect from the show well you can expect a lot of really great music um, obviously great singing, as we discussed earlier with these two guest artists, but also um, 
quite a diverse use of the orchestra itself. I think that's what's really interesting specifically about this show. Not only is it a tribute to soul music in general, but it features in a very elegant way the symphony orchestra. Um, and you can imagine, think of the very beginning of Etta James at last. That's exactly what was in my mind right now, the long right. drawn out strings building up the tension. Exactly. You've got that, that wonderful violin riff that begins it. There's also uh, a lot of big band music. So the, the symphony orchestra you're going to see on stage is a bit of a combination between a traditional symphony orchestra and a rhythm and blues um, rhythm section, piano, uh, electric bass, electric guitar, and then also a big band with all the horns and trumpets and saxophones. Now, you said this is kind of a departure from what you normally do. We were talking before we started this interview and that you're really learning more about the depth and the intricacies of the soul music and the R&B of that time. Tell me about what you are used to performing yeah, and how different that is from what we're going to see next Saturday. Well, I, I grew up and have basically my bread and butter is, is classical music, as, as people know it. Um, of course, any any musician that you see working today, especially the folks that you're going to see on stage uh, in the symphony, we all work in multiple genres. Um, but I would say I'm, I'm far from an expert. So this has been a really great uh, opportunity for me to learn in an intimate way about music that I've always heard and enjoyed, but I, I never really studied in the way that I would have studied Mozart or Beethoven or Shostakovich. So tell me about the preparation that goes into putting on a show like this. Well, it starts with the music itself. Um, so as a conductor, I'm given scores, which is basically like the big charts that tells what all the notes are going to be. Um, and then sometimes there'll be recordings of those arrangements that I'll listen to to get some context to see how what exactly they're doing that's written and what's not written. Um, and then it's a lot of reading and watching documentaries and, and trying my best to <clears throat> put myself in the context to try to absorb as much as I can the, the style of music. And that's, that's really, it's the same process that I would go through for, for any style of music. Uh, you know, if I were to do Mozart's Requiem, I'd be reading a lot about Mozart's time and trying to learn about that, you know, remind myself of that era and what Mozart went through. Because music is so much about the time and place that it came. And it's, uh, as a conductor, as a musician, we're a lot like actors. We have a lot of, uh, our, our role is to try to explore and get into character back with background research. Sure. And you, you hinted at you, you will do something similar to this in a normal symphony performance that's maybe not focused around soul, R&B music. So what... Should people know about the symphony? If, if you've just never been to a, a South Dakota symphony performance before, what should people know? Well, it's the symphony is a really incredible thing because you have uh, at times up to uh, recently, we've had about 500 people on stage together. You've got about 500 experts or, you know, smaller, maybe 20 experts ranging from that different sizes who have studied their entire lives to be really, really, really good at one thing, which is to play their instruments or to sing. And they're all coming together. It's an incredible amount of talent and energy and passion that's on the stage. And we come together to perform music that that ranges 500 years of history and, and crosses genres and crosses cultures. Recently we had, um, we shared the stage with some Lakota and Dakota and Nakota musicians with our Lakota Music Project which uh, the symphony is particularly known for here in South Dakota. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but we'll go back to, you know, Renaissance era music in, in, uh, in Europe or, uh, composers from all around the world, from Asia, Africa, um, and of course, United States. And it comes all the way up to music that's being written right now. So you could hear new stuff eventually. If you have someone, uh, have you, I'm sure you've commissioned pieces for the South Dakota Symphony. Maybe you've done them yourself. I don't Absolutely. know. Absolutely. Well, uh, this is our 100th anniversary season, so it's 100 years of the South Dakota Symphony being a symphony orchestra here in Sioux Falls. Congratulations. Thanks. And um, part of that is is commissioning new work. So we've had a long history of Pulitzer Prize winning composers um, coming to write music. We actually have an incredibly famous, uh, important living composer named John Luther Adams, mm-hmm. not to be confused with John Adams, the president, who's also a composer. A little different. Yeah, a lot of John Adams is out there. Uh, but John Luther Adams is especially known for writing music uh, that's about nature and that it absorbs nature, and it's completely transcendent music. So this this guy's a really big deal. Um, I think he's probably won some Grammys and whatnot, and he wrote a piece for the South Dakota Symphony. Um and that will be premiered later this season. But we also have uh, young composers. I mentor young composers as part of my directorship of the youth orchestra. Um, and we also have a program that's uh, auxiliary to the Lakota Music Project where we have composition academies. We have kids from out West River and Sisseton and Rapid City and Pine Ridge. And they're mentored by classical composers to these kids are not necessarily composers yet when we start with them. They they are just kids. Some of them have a baseline musical background, um, but we help them find their sound, find their notes. And the transformation that you see with these kids, having something like that, having a symphony orchestra of professionals treat them like they're, they are Beethoven or Mozart <laughs> is is really amazing. And it's it's a it's such a wonderful thing to see that the symphony orchestra, which is primarily known for playing old dead white people music <laughs> is is still very much alive and has an incredibly diverse uh, and and relevant uh, activity right now, right before you. So let's talk about the ensemble that we're going to see next Saturday. You said uh, at points, the South Dakota Symphony, you can see up to 500 folks on the stage. Right. With this, I would imagine it's a, not quite that big. And we've talked about uh, Capathia and Ryan, the two featured vocalists on the show. What about the instrumentalists behind them? Well, we've got some of the best folks um, you might recognize some names like Jeffrey Paul uh, who plays in jazz quintets. He's also, by the way, our uh, extremely talented principal oboe player. Um, but Jeff is, is kind of a freak musician <laughs> who can do anything. And uh, so he's going to be playing uh, keys, uh, the, the piano and whatnot. We also have Andrew Reinhardt's who's going to be on bass and you've uh, probably seen him Places like our wine bar. He's a really incredibly talented bass player and multi-genre. Um, we're also going to see a saxophone section, which you don't often see in a symphony orchestra. Right. And a lot of those folks actually play clarinet or other wind instruments in the symphony, but they are, as I said, these people are very talented and play a lot of different instruments. Um, we've got a big trumpet section, a big trombone section, horns, woodwinds, strings, um, it's it's going to be a really cool big sound with a lot of a uh, lot of variation. You can have some string prominent stuff with the strings like at, at last by Etta James, which we'll be playing. Um, but we're also going to have some big big band charts stuff that like Doc Severinsen would play. Now 
this show coming up Saturday, November 20th, Aretha, a tribute going to be at the Washington Pavilion. How can folks get tickets into the show? Well, uh, Washington Pavilion, you can call their ticket office 605-367-6000, or you can go on to the symphony's website. That's SD symphony as in South Dakota, sdsymphony.org. And uh, you can find information about tickets there. I'd have to imagine those tickets are going quick. People's families, you know, starting to get in town from out of town for Thanksgiving. So if you're thinking about going to the show, I will get your tickets sooner than later to Aretha Attribute. Again, the show November 20th, 730 is showtime. That's Saturday at the Washington Pavilion. Thomas Fortner, thank you so much. Thanks for having me, Paul.